Welcome to Straight Up Sports on today's episode. I do a little preview for the week five action, but mainly it's myself and Anthony Crane going over the five biggest games, uh, who we think are the favorites to get out of each district right now, and uh, just kind of our overall thoughts on eight man so far. Not much of a full week preview this week, uh, but Anthony and I went really long, so this is what we're going to have for this week. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, let us know what you think, rate, review the show, and enjoy my interview with Anthony Crane regarding the best games in eight-man football in week number five. And welcome back into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. Today, I'm joined by a guest, Anthony Crane, making his first appearance on Straight Up Sports. How are you doing, Anthony? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And today, uh, doing a little different, something different here in the preview show, we're going to do a kind of blazing five, if you will, for Missouri 8-man football. The best five games. We don't want to pick all 15 games because there's some of them that are pretty much a foregone conclusion a little bit with some top teams playing some uh, lower teams in the state this week. So we're going to do the best five games that we kind of saw for this week. We'll start with number five here real quick as we go to the Central River Conference. Bramer at Norburn Harden Central with the Fighting Kirk Thackers in this one. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Bramer, uh, Parker Shue is their running back. Um, he's a load to take it down there with Bramer. They haven't won a game in a couple of years, though. They're trying to get back on the winning ways. Uh, the Aggies of Norburn Harden Central, they've been a team that's got a couple wins here this year. They grinded and went out last week versus Santa Fe. They're a young team. They're trying to get things figured out, and they're well-coached as well, as we've talked about a little bit in the past here, Anthony. Uh, what's your kind of general thoughts on this bramer Norburn Harden Central game? Well, I think you see uh, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum – I think Bramer has a pretty good coach coming down from Chillicothe. I think he has the right mindset, the right attitude to help build that program mm -hmm. um, because it's a program that's really struggled. Um, on the other end, you have Coach Thacker, who we both love, uh, seasoned guy, a lot of experience. And I think you can see that this year. Uh, he joked with me uh, that at one point this summer he thought this may be the worst team he's ever had. Um, but he said, you know, before the season started that those guys towards the end really surprised him. And I think you can see that with them, uh, you know, for a team that, you know, maybe has 15 guys, they have overachieved. And, uh, you know, for me, I think the edge, I'll give it to coaching. And I think that they'll continue to win. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Aggies in this one. I think it'd be a good game, a close game. Okay, I'm going to go by Aggies probably – I'm going to think about 12 or so, a couple scores, maybe a 10-point game somewhere in there, depending on two-point conversion and stuff. But I think the Aggies with uh, Braden Schick there, just a little bit too much there for Bramer. And that just the Aggies have run the same stuff down there for years, little wrinkles to it, and it just works. And he coaches it well, yeah. and they, they play good defense over there. So I, I like the Aggies quite a bit on that one. And then we'll go to the fourth game here, uh, the Atchison City Super Bowl, Rockport at East Atchison. EA off last two weeks due to some – COVID issues, either by them or their opponents, um, but they're ready to get back on the field. I know you talked a little bit to Coach Barons a little bit this past week and how ready they are to see the field. And they got a Rockport team that comes in 3-1. and one. Uh, They've played the lower team to 275 so far. Uh, but Joey Heron, Philip Heron, Gavin Abbott, Hayden Burke, Aiden Burke, sorry, and they've all played pretty well uh, so far this year. This is their first big test of the season in East Atchison. Uh, they're ready to get back on the football field a little bit. Yeah, and you know, you listed those guys, and that's something we're not used to, at least the last few years with Rockport. Um, really, it's been the Joey Heron show, and uh, if you can 
you can't really stop him, but if you can contain him a little bit, uh, you're able to beat Rockport. And what I like from them so far this year is, yes, they have Aiden and, you know, Gabbett and all guys like that that they can now share the ball with. Philip Heron's been great. Um, and then, of course, Joey Heron is still doing what he does. Um, it, what I don't know what to expect is from East Atchison. I know they're ready to play, and they seem to be moving in the right direction after that week one loss come back in week two, switch up their offense a little bit, get Kalen Merriweather more involved, and that changed their offense tremendously from that week one game. Um, so I think it should be a pretty good game. I don't know how rusty the Wolves will be because um, there's a difference between being ready to go and then not having played football in three weeks. Um, but for me, I will give that edge slightly to East Atchison. I think eventually they pull away. I think be close for a while. And then they end up winning by two scores or so. Yeah, rivalry games can be a little bit weird. So there's always that factor into it. Two teams that are that close together that don't like each other one bit over there. Um, but I just think East Ashton with Josh Smith, the quarterback, who looked a little hit or miss week one, but started to figure things out week two a little bit. And then you have the big receiver on the outside with Ian Headland, Kayla Merriweather, the little Spinato kids, a nice little gadget player for him. Uh, but as you said, they're getting Merriweather the ball in more spots to utilize his athleticism because he's the most athletic kid on that team a little bit and get your athletes in space a little bit. And I think they're trying to figure out how to use him a little bit more this year so far. Um, so I like East Edgeson in this game. And also I think EA on defense, Coach Dodson, um, he's a really good defensive coordinator. And I think he's going to figure things out to just slow down uh, the Heron boys over there for Rockport. So we'll see how it goes. But I think East Edgeson probably wins this by three to four scores in the end. It could be close, as you said, there for a while, but EA just kind of pulls away. They're late. And then we'll go to game three. Uh, Again, you're going to be at King City at Worth County. Um, Should be a lot of fun. Two top rushers in the state. We've talked about it all week on the podcast we've done um, with Mark Parker Muff of King City with almost 1,000 yards through four games. And then Alarcon with 830 through four games, both with double-digit touchdowns already this year. They're the go-to guys. Everyone's going to be focusing on them. Uh, Worth County's kind of figured their stuff out after their week one loss and the first half versus Donovan West was a struggle. They're starting to kick things into gear. And King City's had a brutal schedule so far, already playing King City, Stanbury, and Pattonsburg. Uh, they're one and three, but there's hard pick three better losses on the year, I guess, uh, for King City. They got a good Worth County team on the road this week. Yeah, this thing with the GRC, you don't really get bad losses in that conference. Nope. Um, you know, I'm excited for this one. Uh, Worth County has really impressed me over the last few weeks. Um, you know, with Gladstone being hurt, with the other off-the-field stuff, I really was worried about the direction of that program. Uh, they got a few wins that weren't, you know, they were games they, they should have won, even without those players. Uh, what really shocked, maybe not shocked, but I was impressed by and really kind of surprised everyone last week was the win over a good Albany team, mm-hmm. uh, another team that's <laughs> gotten a rough, a short end of the stick schedule-wise. Um, and then King City, I was I was high on them coming in the year. I thought with Wells coming back at quarterback with Parker, you know, they'd be a surprise team kind of in the GRC. Maybe not, you know, fight towards the top, but getting some wins, uh, finish maybe in the middle of the conference. Then they lose Wells again, and you know, you can see that Parker Muff is kind of carrying that team, uh, willing them because um, you know in the first half of games they're really putting up a fight with Stanbury, uh, with Pattonsburg last week. And then I I don't know if it's just there's only so many times he can carry the ball, and then the second half the team's kind of pull away. Yep. I don't know if Worth County has 
uh, what it takes to pull away from a King City. Um, but I will. I'm going to go with Worth County. They have the hot hand, and uh, I think they win. And it should be a close game. I think probably score wise, be the best game of the week, okay. um, just between two very evenly matched teams. Yeah, very physical football game that we're going to see there on Friday. You're going to see there with King City and Worth County. I'd probably go Worth County by 12, but it could be kind of depending on late scores and stuff like that. But I think it's, it's a decent range in there where it's a close game throughout. You kind of see the King City in the past. You said there, we were down by six going to the fourth or halfway through the fourth, and a couple of late scores make the score look worse than what it actually was the football game. But it should be a very competitive game. And I just have the GRC. They got five teams ranked and four teams ranked, and then King City and Albany are both really solid teams who I think are both top 15 teams at the worst in the state right now. So it's a gauntlet of a conference. Yeah, I, think, I think for Worth County, what it could come down to is how many carries does Parker have in that first half? If he's getting long touchdown runs and he gets, you know, 18 carries in that first half, then it could be an interesting second half. If they can make him earn it, make him carry the ball 15, 20 times in that first half, I think they would have a better chance of pulling away. And vice versa. I think if you can Alarcon. keep Alarcon, you know, I think in that first half in the South Holt game we were at, he had 15 carries. And you kind of see in that second half, he kind of wore down. Yeah. So I think that'll be the key for both teams is can you wear down the other guy uh, early on and then make them beat you in other ways. And I'll give um... – Sophomore quarterback worth kind of a quick little shout here, Braxton Heitschu. Uh, he's got almost 250 yards. He's only played in a couple of games here at quarterback for him now in the last couple of games. And he's really aired out and was really effective versus Albany. So maybe he'll give him a nice little one-two punch in the passing game a little bit to take some pressure off Alarcon, at least until Gladstone gets back there at quarterback for him. But I think we're both in agreement. Worth County is a slight favorite in that one going in there. And then we got the two top ten matchups. we go the first one here. Stay in the GRC. Uh, Pattonsburg at number nine, at number five, Stanbury. Who should be a fun one? These two teams um, in the past have played some really good football games back when Stanbury was competing kind of for state championships and, and Pattonsburg on the rise to the top of the state a little bit there. Um, I'll, I'll give Stanbury this. I've seen them kind of on film. They got eight dudes. If you walk them off a bus, you're like, those dudes are all athletes. They're all the 6'1", 180 to 200, and just like – and then Austin Colvin who's like – and. Uh, the Sager Kidder are both like 6'4", 220. You're like, they got some dudes over there. Like, they're one through eight or nine or ten. They got some athletes. They don't have the star players that Pattonsburg has with like the E-Mig and the Jones and the Zane Reed giving the ball to him a little bit on the outside. But they have the athletes that most teams don't have to maybe match up with them on the outside and give them some issues athletically that Pattonsburg usually doesn't have with teams a little bit. And then Pattonsburg does have the speed. Stanbury is going to try to pound him a little bit on the running game with some play-action pass with Austin Schwayback. What do you think about this game, and who do you think comes out on top here between Pattonsburg and Stanbury in a really good game? Well, you know, we joked earlier this week about this game lasting until 1030, and if the Worth County game goes as expected, I might be able to catch the second half of this <laughs> Stanbury-Pattonsburg game. Um, but, yeah, it's like you said, um, Pattonsburg this season is not going to face many teams that can match them athletically. And I think Stanbury gives them maybe the closest thing they'll see this year. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you'll see teams with speed. But with Stanbury, is size and speed, like you said. Um, they're not just – they're not like the old Stanbury just handed off and pound you. Uh, they're a good team athletically. I think this would be a great game uh, with a lot, a lot of points. But, you know, that 
that's almost every game that Pattonsburg plays. Um, for me, I think that Pattonsburg maybe learned something over the last two weeks. First with the loss to North Andrew, and then last week another close game at halftime, and they pulled away in that one. Actually, down um, at halftime. Maybe they learned something from that, and I know they, they're ready for Stanberry. Uh, I don't think they love Stanberry. <laughs> uh, not sure where that rivalry started, but, you know, from everything I've heard, they're not huge fans of the Bulldogs. So I, I think it all started as, back in, like, 2017, 2018, when Pattonsburg was, like, the little brother in the conference. Everyone was used to beating up on them. And all of a sudden, Pattonsburg like, we're going to score 80 points every game. And then it kind of took everybody, like, what is this? And they kind of had some back-and-forth battles. And Stanberry was the reason they didn't win conference one year because they upset them a little bit there about this time of the year. So I think that's kind of where it stems from, and they play completely different styles. So it's just kind of – and I think it's just a fun game back and forth uh, between those two schools. Yeah. Um, but for me in this one, I'm going to go with Pattonsburg. I think they have a lot to prove. Um, you'll come in the season, I think they had a lot to prove. Everyone assumed they'd be down with the loss of Will Height. Um, but Zane Reed has been great. You know, I think he's had some ups and downs a little bit, as mm-hmm. you expect from a guy who hasn't – played football, let alone quarterback in that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they win. Uh, like I said, I think this is another close one. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit like the North Shelby Pattonsburg game last year. I don't know if it would be 94-88, but I expect a high score with Pattonsburg pulling this one out. Yeah, and they with Stanbury, they played three games this year because the last week's game versus OCLA got canceled uh, with that. But they have three guys, four guys over 100 yards rushing already through just three games. So Oldham Kid has 105 yards. Their quarterback Swayback has 139. Gavin Cameron has 184. And then Tucker Sheber, yes, they have another Sheber kid at running back. Um, he has 218 yards. I saw that in the Jamboree, and I saw heard Sheber, and I'm like, they got another one. It, it just they just keep they had last year they had a week a year off from a Sheber kid, and they're like, oh yeah, here's this little freshman. He's not quite the runner that Trey is physically, but he's really quick. So we're just gonna throw him out there, and it's like, oh great, Stanbury, another four years of hearing a Sheber kid in the stat books there for them. Um, That's how it works in Northwest Missouri. There's always a Sheber or a Goff or a Madsen. <laughs> every time, every time with that. So should be a lot of fun. But as you said, there with Zane Reed for Pattonsburg. They do what they do. They put up loads of points there on offense and passing yards. He leads the state in passing yards this year with 1,700, almost 1,800 yards passing and 26 touchdowns with both are well ahead of everybody else. Um, number two is the huge kid from Livingston who has 1,000 yards passing and 14 passing touchdowns. That's the next closest guy in either category. So, Pattonsburg, you, I know last year I went to, I think it was, I want to say South Holt, Nolly Holt, Platte Valley. And then, or so, I was over at Platte Valley, and that game ended, and I went to North Andrew to watch the other Pattonsburg-North Andrew game because there were still like a fourth quarter left whenever I got there. And I'm like, yeah, I got to see two games today because just because Pattonsburg games last forever. The Pattonsburg-North Andrew game, I was there. They were starting the fourth quarter, and I had pretty much every other final score for the state was already done just because Pattonsburg likes to play marathons because they throw the ball a lot. They throw kick onside kicks, so it's short fields, a lot of points. Um, yeah. I do have a quick question. I think I, I, Go ahead. I had that last year that uh, game them in Worth County played up at Graceland. I don't think I got out of there until 10.30, 10.45. I believe you, because that was the same week as the North Andrew Worth County game last year, and I thought I was going late. And I looked over, I'm like, no, 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 that was the same week as the Pattonsburg-North Shelby game. So I was like, oh, they're still going. <laughs> they're still scoring. 
Um, does this beat the uh, 124, which is the high total points that Pattonsburg and King City had last week? Does this go over the 124? So it'd be 62 yeah, yeah. per team. Okay. I think so. So think Pattonsburg so. Maybe so barely. Pattonsburg Maybe so far like this a 70, year. 70, 60 type deal. Has three of the top four highest scoring games. The only other game sprinkled in there was the Livingston South Hold Nolly Hold game. So. Well, I don't Kevin, know. he was sick that they only scored 38 points a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was their low-scoring game there this year. They've already put up 60 versus LeBlanc. And the, they put up 80 that week. Yeah, but they score a lot of points. I, I always forget how many points they score every week. And they're not number one in scoring right now. It's Archie. So, Pattonsburg still has to do some work to get back to number one in that one. Uh, but we'll move on to the last game of the week here. Uh, it's the big one, the top four matchup that we've, I know I've had circled all year um, for this one. Number two, North Shelby. At number four, North, North Andrew. Uh, last year, North Shelby beat him. Um, in a really kind of a surprising game last year and an upset over at Shelbyville. This time, North Shelby takes the trek across the state over to Rosendale. Should be a lot of fun. Two really good football teams. And I can't wait to watch this one in person. Uh, what are your kind of thoughts on this one? You've been a big fan of the Raiders here so far. Yeah, yeah. And I know last year you kind of were on that uh, North Shelby bandwagon. Uh, I jumped on it early this year after seeing them scrimmage. Uh, just the physicality, the speed, and athleticism of that entire team. You know, I saw Kale Stoneburner, their quarterback out there, you know, tackling people in the scrimmage. And not just like a, oh, wrap your arms around him. He was, he played with some physicality. And you just kind of see that throughout the team. And you see the speed, athleticism, and then the size. Like they return uh, all, their entire offensive line yep. from last year. And they're still young. Um, you know, they have the a one bunch senior. of juniors. Other than that, and he is uh, what's that? A bunch of juniors, like thirteen of them, right? Like, like, like yeah. so many juniors. Yeah, yeah. So it's a young and talented team, um, and I think uh, you know I'm been a big fan of what North Andrews done this year. Um, you know, kind of coming the year, I thought they'd be uh, middle of the conference. Uh, big fan of Dwayne Williams, and I knew he would have those guys ready, and he'd get the best out of them. I just didn't expect this. Um, especially the Pattonsburg game, that was really impressive. Uh, but, yeah, I think North Shelby wins this one fairly comfortably. I think that, you know, North, North Andrews is going to make it tough. Rosendale, like you said uh, in an earlier podcast, it's not an easy place to play. Nope. It is a bit of a hike for North Shelby. Um, but I think you know, athletically, um, they're just there's too much there for the Cardinals to match up with. And uh, I expect a good game, but, it, you know, I expect North Shelby to pull away in the end. And I said this early in the year with North Andrew. They aren't the most athletic or fast team, but, man, they are big and they are physical. Um, and there is a team that's going to wear you down over four quarters. They got three good backs there with their quarterback, Carson Thomas, who's their fullback last year. Hayden Eckers, a good sophomore running back. And then Andrew Goff, another good running back they have back there. So they got three guys back there who are just physical, tough runners. They get Clayton Linville back this week, who was could play last week due to an injection the week before against Pattonsburg. But he's a very – he may be one of the better linebackers in the state. Him and Landon Poplar probably have the um, go-to for that one. Also, I'll give a shout-out to Jacob Coffey down south with Drexel, probably up in that discussion as well. As some guys who are not just good tacklers and, big, and bring up a lot of tackles, but when they hit you, you don't go anywhere afterwards. Like, you're just done. You're, you're there. You're done. Um, kind of deal with those guys. So, North Andrew, yeah. they are not the most talented team this year but they are going to play with good teams because of their style and their physicality. So 
this game. They yeah. got Stanbury next week. They still got to play Worth County, Albany, and I think Worth. They have a, just a gauntlet here coming up here for North Andrews. So if they can get through this gauntlet, um, a decent two, three and two, four and one, they're going to be a very salty team come playoff time because they're if they stay healthy because they will be well tested in this one. So I'm really excited here. I'm with you. I think North Shelby does win this game because I think they have a little more speed and they can handle North Andrews physicality that Pattonsburg just couldn't in that first matchup. Uh, but if one thing you want to give North Andrews an advantage of so far, they have played King City. They have played Pattonsburg. So they've played a couple of good teams so far. North Shelby's yeah. biggest win right now is Northwest Hughesville, who we think has improved, but they're not on the same level as other teams right now so far as we can tell. So North Shelby, they haven't really been tested so far. They've done their job in those games and just – beating the doors off people just because that's what they were supposed to do. So give them credit for that. And it's not their fault they haven't played anybody. They, they schedule people. I mean, we've seen the last couple of years, they've traveled to North Andrew and they've played Stanford. They got both on their schedule this year. They've played a Pattonsburg in the past. So they're not afraid to travel and play teams. It's just kind of tough when you're that far away to get teams to come to you because they're like, I don't want to go three and a half hours at Shelbyville. It's a long way on a bus. Um, <laughs> but it's really exciting to see them. And uh, long way cars. <laughs> it's just a long way in general. Um, so it should be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited for it because I get to finally meet Coach Bass. I've been talking to Coach Bass since North Shelby dropped eight man, um, just on Twitter messages and stuff like that, and just kind of getting his thoughts because I haven't been able to go over there between covering the North Missouri teams and it's not when they're driving Shelbyville. Um, but they finally get a game over here that's a really big matchup, and they got three games in their calendar that are circled. It's this game, home versus Stanbury, and then Oric who last year they tripped up against and lost to and kind of lost in the conference title there a little bit. So those are the three games they have circled, and this is the first one they got to knock out. It's a tough game, uh, but I'm really excited to see this one. Uh, do you have any other – so your picks this week. So I have um, Norbert Harden Central, Worth County, EA, Stanberry, and North Shelby. And who your who your five picks? Uh, we were the same except for I picked Pattonsburg. Okay, so you got you picked Pattonsburg, I got Stanberry. So that's the one thing we disagreed on this week. I, we both think it's gonna be a really good game, though, and I would not be surprised either way which way that game kind of goes uh, with that one. And, and go ahead. And what, what I like about these, you know, our top two games is there's a lot to prove in these games. You know, yes. for North Shelby, like we talked about, you know, in the poll, I had them at one for the first three weeks. Oh, Mount City Mount knows. City, Mount City knows. Uh, but I. I had to give it to Mountain City just because their you know strength of schedule is huge for me. Uh, while I think North Shelby is more talented than the Panthers, uh, the Panthers have proved it on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So for North or for North Shelby, this week is huge in proving that they deserve that top spot, even the top two spots they've been in this year. Um, and for Pattonsburg, it's kind of the same way. You know, they don't have any great wins. While King City's a good win, it's not great, mm-hmm. and so they. They have a chance to prove to the rest of the state um, because there's not a lot of people high on them still. You know, they're at the bottom or near the bottom of the top ten. Yep. Um, I had them at four, I think, when the season started. So they're so. going to prove either me wrong or the rest of the guys in our poll would be a good test for them this week. Yeah, I'm a fact check, but you haven't five to start the year. You were the second highest guy on Pattonsburg uh, going this year. I'll keep the other person unnamed for right now, but he, he had them at four. Um, I had Pattonsburg nine to start the year. They're nine right now, so I feel decent about that. Um, I will also say yeah, where, that. Where did you wait? Where did you have Southwest Livingston? I, I forgot. Fifteen. Uh, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let's not talk about that. I actually, right down like my top fifteen. So I was trying to figure out on who to put in the bottom of my poll. 
not great there. So I, that's on me with Livingston. That's why I've had to wear a, I had to wear the hat in shame, not in shame, but I've had to wear the hat after they're beat at the beat top of Nauvoo Holt, and I put them in my top ten. So I'll give I'll give them credit for that one. Um, we were both high on North Canada to start the year, and they've maybe bounced back now, but we'll kind of see going forward. They still have a lot to well, prove you know, as go, well. Going into the year, that was. That wasn't a crazy consensus. Pick. Everyone was heading top two, kind of maybe third of the lowest there. But all the coaches I talked to thought Mound City, Worth County, those were the two teams that were going to be the top two for the state championship kind of deal with a couple other votes kind of sprinkled in for other teams. But those were the Mound City, Woco. And Woco had some turmoil to start the year. They're starting to get things figured out, and they still could be a really good team here uh, going to the playoffs. In which that can make them more dangerous down the road. If, they, if Gladstone if they can they be sneak up on 90% yeah. percent of what he was, whoo, and you get, you, you get through this mess of a you know, first quarter of the season, they could be really good come district time. Um, because the, And they have that championship pedigree. So, Yeah, absolutely. And none of other, no other games this week really kind of stood out to me as games we could watch. Uh, I will say that right now we've only had one cancellation as of Wednesday night. It's the Santa Fe-Concordia. Concordia canceled on due to a – they got quarantine right now. So Santa Fe is looking for a game. I would not be surprised. Oric has a bye this week. They're supposed to play in week seven too, but I can see those teams just match up the way they get games in kind of deal. You don't know what's happening in week seven right now. You don't know if you're going to play that game in two weeks. So we'll see if they yeah. can't get a game in here. And I would not be surprised if those two teams kind of play um, going forward. And while I have you on here, I just want to – we talk quite a bit uh, through text and stuff like that throughout the week and stuff like that and everything mm-hmm. and kind of our thoughts of what we've seen and around the state. I just want to give you an opportunity here with our friends from Mound City who <laughs> <laughs> to kind of just what our thinking was kind of going in this year. I've had number one from the whole year just because they're defending state champions. They do have arguably the best player in the state kind of coming in. Their first two weeks were relatively bye weeks for them a little bit in the lower half of 275 playing Platte Valley and Stewartsville. Mm-hmm. They've proven the last couple weeks since Albany and Livingston. A really good game versus Livingston. Their next big game is probably South Holt, Nolly Holt, and EA come up here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of go off here with just Mound City and just what your thing is with them kind of going this year. Because I know I can't speak for you when I talk to Mound City people, so I wanted to give you a direct line here to talk to them to kind of give your thoughts on the Panthers so far this year. Well, it's, what's funny is I found out today uh, I have a source in Mountain City and uh, she was with a few of the players, and that person said, I didn't believe you when you told me that people in Mountain City didn't like you. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> in which I get it as, as a competitor, yeah. you you want to find that edge, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. You know, the, all the guys that vote, only one person didn't have them number one, and that was enough for them, yeah. in which I, I can respect that. Um, my thought coming into the year was, yes, while well, you've won back-to-back state titles, and there's no denying how great that program is, yep. you also lost four All-State players. And for me, I looked at it a little different than you guys, you know. Um, but I also had the benefit of seeing other teams. And seeing North Shelby, that team Looks really stood out to me. Yep. Um, and that's why I had them at number one. Um, but I... I do know that Landon Papa is a top three player in the state, maybe. Um, and moving him away from quarterback seems to have helped that offense. Uh, they can use that skill set in other ways. Mm-hmm. So I've been impressed with what they've been able to do. I still think they're a good team. 
Now, are they a state title contender? I I don't know. They still they'll they'll have to prove that. You know they. I don't want to take last Friday's win away from them, but maybe a healthy West Hughes that games go that game goes differently. Uh, what impressed me was though that they they held on at the end. Mm-hmm. You know when they had to get scores, they got scores, and that's why I gave them the nod at number one this week. Um, so it has nothing to do with me not liking Mountain City. Um, I just look at the big picture. And while I can respect uh, other voters giving them the nod uh, because they're champions, that's not how I went into it this season. But um, if if me not voting them number one helps them get wins, then, hey, credit to them for using that. Exactly. I assumed last week at Southwest they had hung a picture of me up in practice all week or something. <laughs> Oh, this is good stuff, and it's all in good fun. I know we don't take ourselves too seriously with this. We want to give the kids a coverage. That's the main thing we're doing with give the kids coverage yeah. and give our honest opinions of these games and stuff like that. So that's where we kind of come from with this stuff. Um, and I'm not a way whole guy. I mean, so it pains me to say that Mountain City is good. Like, it really does. I've joked with them because I'm trying to collect all the hats from the state, and I might burst into flames and put a Mountain City hat on. There's a couple guys from Mountain City that I'm friends with. They're like, eh, we can't give Devin a Mountain City hat. We just, we just can't. And that's more that I, I enjoy the back and forth with them a little bit um, and everything that goes on there. And I joke with them. I'm saying, you know, that stuff doesn't go away, though. You know, I, no, I'm a business guy. Exactly. And I would never wear a Platte County anything. <laughs> Listen, orange and black is a fantastic combo. Unless it's I'm not pirates. wearing a Platte County hat. <laughs> Unless it's the, exactly. So that's kind of where we come from uh, with that stuff. And I really enjoyed the back and forth I have with the Mountain City people. Because I'm friends with most of them now. I forgot out of high school a little bit. I'm friends with quite a few people from Mountain City. Um, yeah. so I still don't like purple and gold and I respect their program no, no. and I'll st- and I'm going to put my biases aside for that. And I'm going to take a pause real quick. Cause I only allowed 30 minutes to record here. So let's take a quick pause and we'll come back and finish this conversation after the break. Okay. And we're back here on straight up sports. I was running out of time there with the thing. I did not want to lose. The conversation we had carried on here hadn't have had that happen before with my buddy Luke Sanders. We went too long. It's like oh, our last twenty minutes are just gone because the recording stopped. Um, but yeah, so Mountain City, well, they won eight state championships now. I mean, there's no denying they're one of the blue bloods in the state. They win a lot. They have a system that works. And I'll give them credit. They're Friday. They had to play left-handed because Livingston took away their running game, which most teams can't do versus Mountain City, and they found a way to win. Yeah situationally, whether it was a scoop, a pick six by Papa early on, uh, getting stomps on key fourth downs on defense, uh, key passing plays on fourth down. They converted, I think, two fourth and long on passes, one for a touchdown and one to set up a touchdown later on, and then a 48-yard bomb later in the game by Osborne to Young. They just make plays in big moments, and that's why uh, they're a proven commodity so far this year. So that's where Mount City's kind of coming from this year. That's With Southwest, that's – that was, you know, maybe the most impressive thing I saw from them early on was that defense. I, yeah. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is a solid defense that's going to make it difficult for most teams to score. You know, we were really impressed with South Holt uh, week one. And mm-hmm. going into week two, we thought the physicality, or at least I did, of South Holt would be too much for Southwest. I, I was wrong. Oh, absolutely. I was too. And it's not like South Oklahoma is not a physical team. They absolutely are. And I've talked to Coach McGruder about that. He still says that they're the most physical team they've played so far this year. And they were just able to get up situationally in a couple of spots there and use their speed on the outside in the passing game whenever Hughes was healthy in that one. But he still thinks South Oklahoma is a very physical and good football team. 
I know we have them, I think, eight right now in the media poll. Uh, they're every bit as good as the top teams in the state right now, physicality-wise. They might – the worst thing that could happen to South Carolina Holt is to play Pattonsburg in the playoffs because that's their worst matchup in trying to cover people on the outside. And they might give up a 1,000 yards passing against Pattonsburg. I'm not kidding. Like, they might yeah. score against Pattonsburg, but they will not stop their passing game. I haven't seen it in the last decade. I don't expect to start now. It could be an excellent yeah. second week of the playoffs kind of deal, um, but it's not a great matchup for them. They want to get to that – away from Pattonsburg's side of the bracket, and hopefully someone else beats Pattonsburg for them stylistically because they match up well, stylistically with, like, North Andrew and Oric and Mound City better than they with a living center of Pattonsburg. Well, and what's interesting is, like, talking to Coach Cabin this summer, you know, we talked about, well, what is worst-case scenario, or what do we do to stop you? And I don't know if there is stopping them. So what might benefit the Spartans or a team like that against Pattonsburg is you take the air out of the ball. You're a basketball guy. Yeah. Take the air out of the ball. Um, Slow it down. You run the ball and you take every bit of that play clock. You got to keep that offense off the field mm-hmm. and then hope that you get one or two stops. And that is, I think that's how you beat Pattonsburg. Recover onside um, kicks. But, recover yeah. onside kicks. You have to. So. Or just watch the North Andrew film. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of how you do it. So if you get Pattonsburg at home, go out to your field the day before and just sock it down wet, wet as you can get, get it as muddy and just as sloppy as possible, and just play in a mud pit. I mean, that's <laughs> so it's definitely possible there, yes. Pattonsburg. Because um, we've seen how they handle uh, conditions that aren't great. As much as Coach Cabin loves bad weather football, I don't know why. Cause his team is this team isn't built for that type of football. He loves it for some reason. I don't I don't like it, but he loves it. <laughs> He's a good I think team. he likes the cold air. I don't think he likes rain and snow. That's fair. And uh, which, I could deal without the cold, but whatever. We're going back a few years, but that Worth County team two years ago and what they did to that Pattonsburg team, um, because that was with a, you know, I think Cameron Jones is probably 100% now, but, you know, he had two great knees then, plus yeah. all the other talent, and they oh, yeah. just shut him down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the wind and snow helped, though. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did a little bit, and thanks kind of tailspin for Patton during that game. That was definitely the worst game they played all year because they they beat up on Worth County earlier in the year. Was that week seven or so? I think it's week seven because it was the same week that uh, South Holt and Holt almost upset Mound City that year. So that was just kind of a weird week seven because also like Oric was undefeated. They lost to St. Joe Christian. Pattonsburg beat up on Worth County. The Spartans were up at halftime against Mound City, who was one of the favorites to go to state. And it's like, what? It was one of those weird weeks in eight, man. Like, I don't know what's happening, but we're going to ride the roller coaster this week. So we'll see if that happens this week. Um, And then – who do you have kind of going for? I know we have our media poll. And we kind of put everything, our top ten out there. But right now, we've seen the class, uh, the district assignments a little bit. Right now, who do you think the final four are going in um, for this right now? I know we're really early. We still see a lot of matchups here going forward. But who do you think the final four are? I think I think Archie. Okay. Uh, I like them coming out of the south. Um, now, whether they get up north and they get done to them, what's happened to all those teams from the south in the past, we'll see. Um, I, I know you saw them early on. Their size and athleticism, they have it. Yep. Um, that's maybe too. something that the, some of those other south teams didn't have. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had the size, um, but they didn't have the speed and quickness. And I think Archie has that. And what they've done through the first month of the season has been really impressive. Um they put from Pattonsburg there, I think Archie, at two in scoring offense. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was fairly high on Jasper until last week. 
Like, I think offensively they've been great. And not only could they not score, but Archie put it on them on the other side of the ball, too. Exactly, yes, it did. So, um, so you got Archie at District next 1, week, District uh, 2. I am, oh, I'm ready for I'm that week. Find, <laughs> I may need to find a way to get to Archie and Drexel next week. Because um, that'd be, be fun. First, I want to see Archie in person. And then, of course, we both love Drexel. Uh, their head coach is fantastic. Uh, the bearded really wonder. an expert in, in the GIF game too. Um, <laughs> I love Coach Dean. Uh, yes, he is fantastic. Um, and I'll never forget going down there this summer, uh, walking down the practice field, and I see a guy who has a man bun, he has shorts on, and steel toe boots. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Luckily enough, he does not play basketball in steel-toe boots. I, I go down there to the Drexel area and play pickup basketball with Coach Dean down there, and he does have – he does own gym uh, basketball shoes. So um, there's that with Coach Dean. Um, who do you have coming out of District 2 right now? I know we have the, the two big ones there with either North Shelby or Livingston would be my guess of one of those two. Who – this is well, a tough, tough one. Um, I'm going Drexel, by the way, at District 1. I think – it should be a good one. I think I like uh, Jacob Coffee a lot down there. I think he's just enough for Drexel yeah. to get back to back to back state semifinal appearances. Uh, but District Two, yeah, North well, Shelby, Livingston. And the name's escaping me, but like Coffee wasn't even their leading rusher last week. Uh, Compton, Corey Compton. Compton, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Coffee, if they can win like that, and Coffee is not their, uh, you know, bell cow, then that is that's dangerous for other teams. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think. Either one of those teams, I wouldn't be shocked if they came out of there. Yeah, so Drexel's, no team that's going to. Drexel's so. big three. I'll give them a shout-out. So it's Coffee running back, Compton at the other running back, and then Ethan Irvin at quarterback. And for Archie, their quarterback, Tucker Wolf, running back, Dylan Sutton, and then receiver, Hunter Yannig, are their three big there for their offense as well. So, of course, they have other guys, but those are their the big offensive weapons for them. Now in District 2, North Shelby Livingston. Who do you, who do you think comes out of this district as if you would – Bet right now. Who do you think comes out of it? Two coaches we really both like with, with Bass and Magruder with some good teams. Like, these are two really good teams. They met last year in the district championship game. Livingston got them then. Uh, does, I, I will. What do you got? Because I because I was originally on the North Shelby bandwagon, I'm going to stay on it. Uh, that being said, Southwest, uh, as far as teams that have impressed me, they're right up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Coach McGruder. I think he's fantastic. He's yeah. a great coach. Um, he's done a lot with that program. And so I think it'd be uh, it'd be interesting, but I think I'm going to give it to North Shelby slightly. I think that district championship game would be fantastic too. Uh, district 3, I One second. I want to I I give my pick for the District 2 real quick. Um, just This one's just for living. This is not this is not what I truly really believe, but – Livingston has no chance to win this district. North Shelby is going to blow them out of the water. That's what I was the first two weeks against Livingston. So I would give a little shout out to Livingston there. It should be a really good one. I think North Shelby right now has the advantage. We'll see after they play their big three games here. Because Livingston already played their big three. So they can get healthy going into the playoffs a little bit with that one. Um, But I think North Shelby slightly. But that's going to be one heck of a football game. And if North Shelby is the one seed... I'm going to have to kick myself for not going to that game because it's going to be three hours away. I don't know if I can get away from work early enough to go to that one. Uh, but that would be my favorite game to go to for the district championships to see a North Shelby-Livingston game, which at that point could be a top two versus three maybe in the state uh, for a chance to go to the state semifinals. would be a lot of fun. Uh, but District 3, who do you got out of District 3? Um, three really good teams with Pattonsburg, North Andrew, South Alnami Holt. 
Um, Oric is solid. King City's solid. I don't know if they're going to win the district, but they're teams that could definitely cause problems for other teams in that area over there. I, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, my original prediction this season. Uh, I thought South Holt would be a top five team in the state. Uh, you know, they had they brought a lot of guys back. Um, and I'm thinking uh, if they can continue to grow with this new offense, uh, continue to get better defensively, uh, I think Pattonsburg will give them, give them all they can handle. Um, but Drew Quinlan is one of my favorite guys in the state. Uh, just a great kid. Even better athlete, mm-hmm. so I am going to give it to South Holt, not away Holt. I think they've they've been waiting a few years for this team, um, mm-hmm. and I think at the end of the year they'll prove it. I'm going to go based off where the standings are right now. So based on this, it'd be North Andrew, Pattonsburg, South Holt, Holt, Oric as your top four teams in kind of the district. And I just think that one seed has a huge advantage not having to play the two or three in the second round in that one. So I'm going to give the North Andrews the favorite right now. Uh, but Pattonsburg and North Andrews both have gauntlets coming forward. South Holt Valley Hold, I think, has one. They have Rockport still, and then Mount State, their big one, is, of course, as well there. So I think they're going to finish with one or two losses on the year. So they might be able to grab that one seed, depending on what happens to the other two teams. And if they are that one seed, they are my favorite to come out of it, just because matchup-wise, if they had to play Oric or King City in the second round, they match up really well with those type of teams. Not as much with Pattonsburg. If, I think they beat North Andrew head-to-head, but I don't know if they can beat Pattonsburg style-wise a little bit there. So that's it's kind of a who do they play on the route through the district kind of deal. And we'll know that later on. But yeah. I'm going to go with North Andrew right now. Um, district 4. Well, here's, here's the deal on that one. Yeah. I want to see them play North Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was at that game a couple of years ago, and they have always been the kryptonite for South Holt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that'd be great for them. If they can get over that North Andrew hump, then I think they're good. I uh, That was a great game. I think it'd be a great game this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe a quick game. <laughs> but, Super uh, physical. That'd yeah, be one of the most so. physical games we've seen all year. I mean, that would just be so much fun there yeah. uh, with that one. That's, Lynn- a fun, that's a fun thing about District 3 and 4 is, while I don't know if either one of us would pick the state champion from either one of those, they're both loaded with you know good teams. With contenders, yeah. Uh, so District 4, right now it's Mound City, Stanbury, Rockport, Worth County, EA. Albany is the sixth seed, Northwest Nottoway, Platte Valley. Who do you have coming out of District 4 in that gauntlet of good teams? I think this one comes down to Stanbury and Mountain City. Um, you know what? I think um, while Stanbury is the more talented team, I think the experience of Mound City will get them through okay. to the Final Four. Um, I think, you know, like I said, Stanbury's the more talented team. I think, you know, especially next year, Stanbury may roll through everyone yeah. uh, with the talent they have. I think this year, maybe they'll learn from this, uh, you know, the playoff experience. But I'm going to go with uh, the Panthers just with their you know, experience there and uh, getting through that district. Okay, I, I agree with that, Mount City. I think it's going to be Mount City over Worth County in this district championship game, though. I think Worth County comes on late with Gladstone, and they're able to upend. They might lose to Stanbury in Week 9 like they have in the past, and they come back and beat them in the playoffs. I really think whoever yeah. wins that Week 9 game loses to the other one in the playoffs. It's kind of been the trend with those two teams uh, the <laughs> last few years, and they've both been yeah. good meeting the playoffs for that one. Um, so our final fours, I have Drexel, North Andrew, North Shelby, Mount City. 
and you have Archie, South Holt, Mommy Holt, North Shelby, and Mound City. So you would have North Shelby versus Archie, and I would have Drexel versus North Shelby, and then you would have South Holt, Mommy Holt versus Mound City, which I would love to see that game. I, I would go to that game. And then North Andrew yes. versus Mound City for me. Um, so that's how our final four oh, I mean, is. I, I'm excited for that game in a few weeks because you want to talk about teams that don't like each other. <laughs> oh, there's some bad blood there. We won't get to all the details with that one uh, just because there's a lot that happened there, but it should be a lot of fun there in week seven between those two teams. And I know there's some other good games that week, but I will be in Graham for that one. First of all, it's my hometown. Second of all, I can't miss Mount City, South Holt, Mount and they're both good like this, and there's so much on the line there. Because um, honestly yep. – with that one, if Southland Mommy Holt pulls off the upset, you'll have tried champs in the conference with Livingston with those two teams. So it's, they'll have a lot in the lines, yeah. district seating, um, conference standings, all that good stuff will be on the line there in that one. So it should be a lot of fun. Anthony, thank you for joining me here. Any other last words here on the Straight Up Sports Podcast? I know we'll probably have you here as a reoccurring guest kind of going forward. But anything else you want to say to cap off this long episode? <laughs> uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um I will leave with this. A team that I like moving forward that no one is talking about. Ooh. East Atchison. Dark Horse. Oh, uh, I like that pick. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really looking forward to their game with South Holt. I was looking forward to that game to kind of see how those teams matched up with each other. Yeah. Uh, but coming into the year, I love their defense. They're not they're not big, but you may not find a more athletic defense. Um, and if they can figure things out offensively, I, I like that team moving forward. I I, I agree with you there. Um, they would probably be 11 right now if I had to go to the top 15 um, in the state with them. I think they're right there on the cusp of them in Worth County. I just kind of gave Worth County the advantage. They've played, they know they played two extra games, which is not EA's fault. It's just we don't have enough sample size in the EA right now to get them back in. Everyone kind of has a bad taste in their mouth in their week one loss to Livingston, I think, with them a little bit. Um, but they do play Mound City next week. So that's a big game for them next week. Next week, there's three really good games next week with EA, Mound City, um, North Andrew Stanberry, and then Drexel Archie. Woof. And uh, Coach Barron's is ready for Mound City. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I uh, <laughs> Listen, Mound City has, doesn't have many friends out there, and that's <laughs> part of being a champion is that people get tired of you winning. <laughs> and so that target is big on the back of Mound City. So – uh, I'm excited for that game next week, too. Yeah, Mountain City six, week six and seven is going to get EA and South Carolina Holt's best shot, and they're going to get their best punches back-to-back weeks there. Um, so Mountain City's – they got Northwest Army this week, so they'll be able to get healthy going to the next two weeks a little bit there. But the 275, I'll give them credit for first couple of years of the conference there whenever it re – the movement there between conferences was a little bit down. But the last couple of years, especially last year, both teams made a state championship game from the conference. They – Neither one won the conference in the regular season. That's how good the conference was last year uh, with the EA actually winning the conference outright. The top of the 275 is every bit as good as the top of the GRC. They just have more teams that aren't quite at the bottom of what the GRC is with being just having more teams there. So very interesting. We'll yeah. see that again here in the playoffs um, with a lot of 275 GRC crossover games, hopefully having the playoffs. It will give us a lot of good football games. And I don't know about you, Anthony. We're four weeks in. We're almost halfway through the regular season. We've made it this far. Let's see if we can finish out the second half. Yeah, absolutely. And credit those eight-man schools because, you know, you look at 11-man and it is a disaster. Uh, for the most part, been impressed with the way eight-man's been able to stay healthy and 
Uh, if we're only getting one game canceled a week, that's, that's pretty good. Yep, we're at one right now. We're, we're keeping our fingers crossed that it's just going to be that one. Hopefully, uh, Santa Fe can pick up a game maybe with Oric here to keep the schedule full at least uh, for this. It could be our first full week of schedule um, we've had all year. We've always had at least one cancellation that have caused two or three teams to miss a game this so far this year. But as always at the end of the podcast, I say stay healthy, social distance, wear your mask, all that good stuff. Make sure we can still have football. That way Anthony and I have places to go on Friday nights and also on Saturdays sometimes. Yep. So <laughs> that's what we have. Thank you, Anthony. As That's going to be it for Thank this you. segment of Straight Up Sports. Um, a little long with me and Anthony, but you get a lot of good eight-man content there. So thank you guys for listening.